I'm Chloe. And I'm Heather. Together, we're your hosts of the Wands and Water podcast. Each week, we'll be having candid conversations about things we found essential to healing while creating abundant lifestyles for ourselves, our clients, and our collective communities. We believe that the universe provides us everything we need to take control of our successes and especially of our failures. We'll be operating in realms outside of the mainstream, getting a little spiritual, a little witchy, and a lot open about the things that can often be too hard for most to talk about. We'll be walking our shadow selves into the light one step at a time together. Combined, the two of us have over 10 years of social media management, teaching, educating, and coaching experience. We'll share some of the awkward, uncomfortable, yet enlightening growing pains that come with practicing, living, manifesting, and honoring the most abundant lives we can. Each month holds a different theme of healing as we move through the year. And each week we release a new episode discussing book quotes and passages, sharing practical magic spells and insights, shadow work, hearing expert interviews, and of course, plenty of reflection. This podcast is a production that is one facet of the collective healing community we've established called the Shadow Collective. You're welcome here. You are safe here. You are loved here. Subscribe to the Wands and Water podcast wherever you like to listen. And if you love our podcast, consider joining our community on Patreon to get access to loads of exclusive Shadow Collective content. In healing, abundance, and light, Ashe. Welcome to this episode of the Wands and Water podcast, where Chloe and I will be wrapping up our thoughts on April, um, kind of just closing the loop on everything that we have been talking about, um, how last month's theme and cards resonated with us and, you know, were mirrored throughout our lives. And then we're going to get into the May forecast. So I, for one, I'm hyped about it. How you feeling? Exactly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's fun. Um, I think, you know, this month has been crazy. You know, already April's been a long month. I think we're ready for May, right? And for if you're hearing this now, happy Beltane, everybody. We're listening to this that we had Beltane hit over the weekend. Um, April was pretty heavy. You know, we had a lot of episodes come out on the podcast this past month. We have been working for y'all, but a lot of, I think the big theme here was that a lot of us were rewriting a lot of these scripts that we've been telling ourselves. And April was a really big month for us to reestablish all of that, right? Heather, can you bring us back? Let's bring everybody back to what our cards were for April and what our message was going into the month. Yeah, absolutely. So I think all throughout the like end of March um, up to April, you know, the tower was coming up in our collective readings all the time. Like, I think it flew out of you in Thursday Truth a few times. I pulled it at least twice, <laughs> um, one of which for the monthly theme last month. And I, you know, so we had two more cards because we were like, we get it, <laughs> you know, but we have to work on this. Um, and then we had a transition from the Fool to the Queen of Pentacles. So last month was really about tearing down all of those um, illusions that we've created for ourselves and taking an honest look at what things are and letting what needs to get burned down, burned down, like the swift fire of Aries, <laughs> that sharp energy, you know, it was, it was burning shit up. And like, hopefully we were, we were feeding the fire rather than letting the fire like rampage all over. Um, over. <laughs> Yeah, because fire's going to do what it's going to do. So you can either be a part of it and, like, have some symbiosis with it, or you can, like, just try to play catch-up all the time. <laughs> so hopefully we've put ourselves in a place where we've broken down some illusions. We understand what the foundation is that we're working with. We understand what we have to do. Um, and we've set ourselves up perfectly for, for this month. So, yeah. Did you have anything to add? I was just going to say that, you know, I really want to piggyback off of, I'm really glad that you brought up again, by uh, Aries season and all of that fire and, you know, really working with that queen of pentacles and, um, you know, the full, we were really looking for a sense of balance, right? Like in, in the face of fire, in the face of conflict, in the face of, you know, us not being, you know, balanced, so to say, or in alignment, 
you know, a lot of us were working on our, on our rituals and our affirmations and our disciplines, or at least just getting more mentally clear on what that looked like. So that when mm-hmm. we move through the rest of the year, like Heather said, we're crystal clear on what it is, right? Um, you know, last month, we also talked about a lot of really key tarot cards that you can definitely use with you. You know, a lot of the, the symbolism that we're talking about in these tarot cards here as well are definitely using them to our advantage in this, in this idea of re-identifying and reclaiming our self-worth. And I think as we move into our theme for May here, you know, using the Taurus season energy that we are now in to slow down and really just like chill out, right? Like put out the fire mm-hmm. a little bit, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but the cards that we, yes, yeah. But the cards that we have for May, you guys, you know, we're not sugarcoating anything, right? We told y'all <laughs> at the beginning of the of the of the astrological year that Aries season was going to hit and it was go time. We're slowing things down and we're getting grounded, but there's still responsibility in the choices that we have to make here, right? So let's not, you know, lose sight of our inner goals of getting reconnected, of healing our inner child, of breaking these cycles that we need to so that we can better serve ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to snap for you for a second, you know? Thank you. Thank you. These are the things we need to be thinking about. Let the people know. (laughs) (laughs) So how did that kind of come up for you? You know, those, that message and that, um, those cards, how did they show up for you over this past month? Yeah, so so if, if you're listening now, if you've been following us for a while, you guys know that our book for the last month uh, for our book club was Healing the Adult Children of Narcissists by Shahida Rabi. And for me, you know, these themes, building, you know, breaking things down, the rebuilding of my self-worth was really with that. I think using the combination of the book and all of the other, you know, conversations that I have with people, all of the other literature that I'm reading, all of the knowledge that I'm trying to soak in like a sponge, I think this was really a big month for me to kind of really realize and and accept and solidify that a lot of these, you know, quote unquote lies that I've been telling myself over the years to survive, you know, those were learnt behaviors. And I think when you're on a place of self, you know, self healing and self journey, you find yourself, you know, kind of wondering how you got there, you know, and I feel like a lot of us find ourselves, you know, either feeling guilty or ashamed, or, you know, we feel like, you know, I should have known better, I shouldn't be in this position. And a lot of our most, you know, profound healing experiences come when we are at our low. You know, if you heard our interview with Megan, um, Megan Macpherson over at Yes God Wellness, you know, we talked about how, you know, her most profound healing journey did happen when it was at her low. And for me, I can say that's exactly the same. And for me to rebuild these things and know that, you know, my self-worth, I, my feelings and my emotions were always valid. Um, I definitely needed that this month and it's definitely going to be something moving forward, you know, in, in my business, in our, in our podcast, in our personal lives, you know, our, 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 our inner lives. Um, these are things that are going to be really important for me to carry through for the rest of the year. So as, as hard and as crazy as this month was, um, definitely learned some really big lessons. And I'm glad that I can slow down in Taurus season and really, you know, digest them and really, you know, have my self-worth be on the top of my priority list and, and know who my circle is and, and know who supports me yes. and who doesn't and, and know where I want to put my dreams and my energy. Um, so all of these things come to fruition, you know, when you do the work to, to really figure out who you are and know that and that nothing nothing that you've ever been told differs from that. So that's why, you know, April was big. I'm ready for May. Choices though, choices coming up. <laughs> Gotta be on my disciplined energy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I loved thank you so much for sharing. Honestly, I loved listening to all of that. I felt like I was just like dancing for you the whole time. Like, yes, <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it, you know? Like, yes. Um, so what about you? What about you for April? For me, for April, ugh, I was thinking about that tower, right? And I love that you brought up healing the adult children of narcissists because I think for me, like, 
as the self-worth has been coming up for you, I, you know, just to put everything that you said in the smallest of tiniest little nutshells. um, I think for me, like a little bit of identity has been something that I've been dealing with, like sludging through, if you will, because reading that book for me, um, the first time I read it, I feel like a lot of that self-worth stuff came up for me. And I was able to kind of deal with some of that. And then, you know, of course, it's a constant process. So I haven't healed at all. But like, you know what I mean? I think just there's I've been some progress has been made. and It's on my mind. It's something that I work on constantly. But like, the second time reading it this month, I feel like the disconnect that sometimes I might feel from the life I'm leading on the outside versus my views and like what I feel my principles are and like who I am on the inside don't always match up. And I think they haven't matched up for a long time. Um, and I, I did some work to try to, I think, make sure that that wasn't the case in the past few years, but it's one of those things where reading it a second time, I feel like um, put, put a point on some of the things that I feel like I already knew and made me realize that there were ways that um, I hadn't been still, you know? And I think, so for me, it's, it's presented an opportunity now in Taurus season to dig down and say like, why do you feel imposter syndrome about these things? Right? Like where, um, where is it that you feel like you belong, right? If you're being really real with yourself, like what matters the most outside of, you know, the obvious um, and like what, like where you said, right? Where do you want to put your dreams? Where do you want to put your energy? And it makes me want to read this other book um, called The Gift of Imperfection by Renee Brown, because it's supposed to be like, it says, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. And it's like, who am I, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that the forecast for this month, at least tarot-wise, it made me feel validated because I was like, great, you know, this is a time to really get to work on that, you know? And I feel like that's been what's coming up throughout April over and over again. Um, and I think part of that is like the queen of pentacles, right, knows exactly what her worth is like where her skills lie and where they don't and like what she feels comfortable making money off of out of those skills and what she doesn't and in what capacities and what contexts and you know and that's part of what her success is and sometimes investing in yourself it doesn't have it doesn't come as a bill right it might come as a sacrifice mm -hmm. it might come as time it might come as energy and so the other thing is like she knows balance in how to let things, various kinds of abundance um, flow out of her and back to her. And I think that's a thing that I've already gained some insight into this past month, but that I'm going to be continuing um, to narrow my focus on this month as well. Absolutely. And I, you know, I think that's so important. And, you know, I, it sounds like you've had a very eye opening month. Um, I, you know, I think both of us have, you know, we talk a lot. So I think we <laughs> both experienced a lot of growth. But I think collectively, you know, we're all coming to the ideas where things are just becoming clearer. And, you know, where, you know, spirit has come in, you know, on a lot of our tarot readings, the cards that we're pulling, you know, is that all of these things are clear now, what are we going to do with them? Right. You know, at this point, you know, it's kind of like you live and you learn if you don't learn your lesson and you make another mistake. It's kind of on you. Right. Fool me once. Mm -hmm. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Um, but, I, you know, the cards moving into May, I feel like that's low key kind of what they're saying at this point. Um, I'm, I'm going to go into the two cards that I pulled for because I pulled one and I wasn't satisfied and I pulled another and I was satisfied, y'all. So <laughs> the two cards that pulled out, the first one that I pulled was the two of wands, which I think is very clear, right? Um, if you guys are looking at our cheat sheet that we have posted on our Patreon, where we give you guys a bunch of visuals 
um, of these cards that we have here for the month of March, um, give you descriptions. The two of wands and the fountain tarot that we have here is a hand. It's got a sphere in its hand, like a little crystal ball. Um, and then two wand chopstick looking things. Um, and the colors are orange and yellow. So again, we're coming, we're looking at those like bright, energized, you know, solar plexus type energies coming from that pure authenticity. You know, again, the wand suit, we're looking at our direction, our, our aspirations, our passions, our challenges, all of that. So in this card, you know, in the month of April, we've clarified things, right? Like we've had things happen to re-solidify these ideas of maybe what we need to do, maybe how we need to tweak and or modify our routines or maybe our definitions of things so that we can have a clearer view. You know, now we're looking at the month of May using the Taurus energy to slow down and get grounded so that we can be really clear on the choices, the two choices that we have to make. So when we're, when we're, when we're forced in this situation where we're making these choices and we've got two of them now because we've spent the time getting really clear on what we want, it'll be easier for us or we'll be more inner world propelled, I guess, for lack of a better term to put that. Um, we're going to be more pushed in our inner selves to make the choices that are best suited towards us and our passions and our dreams. No more people pleasing, no more self-sabotage, right? We're doing things with direction. It's very early in the suit of want. So we're still very much in this abundant, pure, directioned energy with no distractions. And then my follow-up clarification card, y'all, is the Ten of Swords. So when, when I was talking about... <laughs> When I was talking about how we're seeing signs in a lot of our tarot readings about how we're getting these messages, right? And if you're not paying attention, you're basically hurting yourself, right? When we know things and we don't act on them when they serve us better than the choices that we've previously made, the only people we are hurting are ourselves. And if you are looking at this cheat sheet card of the Ten of Swords in my Modern Witchcraft tarot deck, She's got a bunch of swords, 10 of them to be exact, sticking in her side while she is just laying on the ground looking at her phone, not even like, not even aware that she has been pulverized, right? And I feel like, you know, collectively, sometimes we get in this position where maybe we feel like we've done work, maybe we feel like we've done things and we're not quite there. So we just kind of lie there. We lie there, we feed into our distractions, we feed into our self-sabotage, and then we find ourselves starting all the fuck away over again, okay? So I feel like this clarification card really to this is to be super aware of what it is you want, right? Use these energies around us in the full moon, right? Our last quarter moon, our new moon, all of these phases, all of these energies to build this up so now we can move in and be really clear about these choices and not hurt ourselves. It's very important that we start to believe in our self-worth more as a collective so that the self-sabotaging habits and those maladaptive tendencies start to dissipate on our journey of self-healing. Yes, 100%. And I think with the 10 of wands too, something important to remember is that it leads to what? The page, the knight, the queen, the king. So the 10 is like, it's, it's like a cornerstone in it, right? Like you're on the other half of this journey now where it's like you've learned these lessons, hopefully, and now it's time to internalize them and put them into practice and what does it actually look like. And it might look like, right, working on your self-worth in a, in a way that's really difficult. It might be something that is scary and might need, you know, you might have felt the need to avoid it, but you're already in that dark place emotionally. So acknowledging it, it's not going to make it worse. You know, but we feel like we have that fear that it will. And I think that fear can hold us back, can keep us in this Ten of Swords place. But the Ten of Swords, right, if we, if we see it as an invitation that we, that, we, that we accept and, like, learn through, it leads us to the next part of that. So I think I'm excited. Like, the Ten of Wands is a, can be a painful card, but it's also, like, I get excited about it because I'm like, here we are. At, at the starting line of this new part, you know, get yeah. some renewed, like a second wind almost. <laughs> um, exactly. 
yeah. it's kind of like the sign that you're, you know, you're getting to a place where, you know, and you're getting ready to drop something, something so you can move forward into the upper ranks of the knight and the page and the queen and the king. Um, I love that you said it is a cornerstone because it is like the corners, the cornerstone, the crossroads where you're really about to level up. Right. You know, I think exactly. that point that you said, the fact that we're sitting at 10 here, you know, we're, we've crossed a lot of challenges to get where we're at collective. We cannot forget that. So, you know, it really is time to solidify our wisdom and the stuff that we've learned, really, especially in the last year where we've been forced on this journey of self-love. Um, and I know your cards, you know, coming up and I'm, I'm loving how they tie. So like all of these cards tie so beautifully in together about really what the message is that we're trying to really accomplish here in the month of May. Yeah, exactly. They do. They do lead so well to each other. So I guess I'm just going to go right into it because I can't add anything of value that you haven't, you know, you just captured up so nicely. So the first one we have is the lovers. And instead of, um, Instead of going into the image of the fountain tarot, I think I'm just going to describe the next world tarot because I think for what we're working with this month, the imagery, the symbolism of the imagery of it is more um, poignant for us. So on the, on the new world, next world tarot, excuse me, next world tarot by Christy C. Road, loving this deck, by the way. Um, it's a picture of a woman looking at a mirror and out of the mirror is that same woman coming out naked and she's handing the clothed version of herself um, some spoons and like caressing and the mirror version is like caressing her face. Um, and I just love this symbolism because when we think about the lovers, um, if you, if you're part of the shadow collective you will potentially have already listened to on Patreon our episode about the lovers, our tarot tribute episode about the lovers, where we really get all into that card. But essentially, it's about creating harmony and balance and a union in this sense within ourselves, right? We, we have some radical love that we need to be giving to ourselves. We have some acknowledgement that we need to be giving to ourselves, to spirit, to um, history, to a bunch of stuff, right? And so part of that is saying like, I see myself as I am, you know, not with any illusions placed on me by society, by lenses that I wear that I've constructed through my own perspective and experience, just as I am. And as you are, by the way, is just it's you are like part of everything right you are just as deserving of love as any anybody else so yeah i guess what i was getting at is this is a time where we need to be we need to be practicing that radical acceptance and that radical self-love and and be willing to sit in the dark places you know be able to sit in 10 and say say to yourself, you know, here comes some hard questions and I'm going to be honest about and non-judgmental about my answers. Um, and then that's supported by the Hierophant. So this was, well, I know you have a lot to say about the Hierophant, so I might just say, take it away. But was this no. part of our, was this part of our spread last month? Or is it only that it's the year of the Hierophant? Because I feel like it has come up more than that recently. It has come up. It's definitely come up in our, in uh, at least one of our tarot trip, um, at least one of our Thursday truth episodes. Word. Um, so this is the third time at least we're yeah. seeing this card. And now I it's part of our personally, theme. I've been pulling this card left for right, left and right for other people as well. So just mm. even in other reading, it's just coming up so much, you know? Yeah. And so it's like something that it should not be ignored. Part of it, right? I think the lovers, like we said, is it, well, like I said, I guess <laughs> it's about, you know, finding that balance and that harmony and that unity, right? And that radical love and acceptance. And that extends beyond, that needs to extend beyond ourselves. And that doesn't mean like everything is awesome and why I have to accept everything and just like allow and encourage everything, right? Accepting and endorsing are two very different things. And I think part of what that means is, when we're looking up, when we're looking inside of ourselves, we might need some spiritual guidance, 
when we're looking out towards the world and towards others, we might need some guidance. You know, we might need to seek out somebody who's going to be helping us through that. And I think the two, I also pulled two Oracle cards because I recently got, I recently got them and why not? Why not? Right. And why, um, not? <laughs> why not give more, give more strategies. And the two cards that came up were ask body and ancestors, right? So this is a real opportunity here. Part of, part of getting out of the 10 of swords and moving on is about having that unity with ourselves, with our history, with our society, right? We have to have that healing happen in all of these areas. And it's likely that we've been avoiding, potentially the tower last month was, was disillusioning us to a way that we have been constructing a reality around one of these um, aspects per chance, you know? And now we're at the opportunity where it's like, here's the mirror, here's what it is. Now you see it, what are you gonna do about it? And the Hierophant, it's helpful with that, you know? And I think the, when it says ask body, there's a lot to say about that, right? But it's really about turning inward towards yourself and healing your own self-guidance and how our body can connect us with the spirit. But also ancestors, right? We think about intergenerational trauma. Um, we think about how trauma literally changes our genes our epigenetics rather, rather, and that can be passed down, right? So when we think about trauma living in the body, it's, I think a lot of people hear that and they think it's a concept or pseudoscience, but it's like, we've discovered that to be true, right? So we think about ancestors um, having the opportunity to, to break cycles of intergenerational trauma with, with what you are doing. And I know Chloe, you have a, um, a quote for that. I think those two things, right, we're being invited to, to heal in those ways, but also, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm really glad that you brought that up, actually, because I think there's a real turning point in someone's spiritual journey where they do start to incorporate this idea of ancestors and using the energy from the people who've come before us um, in as a part of their, you know, their journey. And I think, you know, I, you know, the, we had this conversation, I think part of the reason why the, you know, we keep seeing the Hierophant showing up, we, you know, it's the year of the Hierophant, you know, the, I, the idea of having this spiritual, you know, guidance along with us, you know, I think there's, I don't want to not go deeper here just because it's coming up again. But I think with all of these cards, you know, together, I think this is a real calling for us to get really comfortable and not have judgment on what religion is. I think for a lot of us, especially those of here, it's really hard to escape it because, you know, we're, we're the, the whole world is run by it. But I think especially in this country, we're looking at different things, you know, people are learning different things. It's when we look at religion, I think a lot of people look at religion collectively as like a negative thing. And then it's, you know, you can't necessarily do that because when you try to do something of your own that's in a spiritual base, you're still living with the judgment, right, of something else. You're, you're, do, you're trying to do something so that you can either, you know, move on because either you don't agree with certain things or you, you know, you're not comfortable with it or, you know, you don't agree with it, whatever it is, I think there's a lot of redefining that the collective needs to do when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to religion, when it comes to anything of that sort of nature. Um, because the reality is, is if that, if that is not rooted in the right thing, none of what you work on is going, right? If like mm -hmm. the, if the, if the shadow of your spiritual work is not rooted in the right thing. And it's rooted in judgment because of, of resentment or animosity towards something that maybe, you know, if you're changing religions, you know, my, I myself was raised a Roman Catholic for 14 years. So moving into what I practice now is very different. And there is a lot of releasing old habits and old tendencies and old ideas that were, you know, ingrained in me. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work in releasing that judgment 
of that because I can't continue my spiritual practice now if I have resentment from something and I'm running from something, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to work on this idea. Enter lover's card. Yes, exactly. So we have to work on this idea of what our connection with ourself and our mind and our body and our spirit looks like. And we can't, you know, we can't hide from that. You know, I think especially in this, you know, in more holistic ways and different approaches and ways of thinking, you know, a lot of us, especially, you know, if you're listening here, you know, you do think a little bit differently than I would say, right? Just because of the things that we talk about, it's quote unquote against the grain, right? Alternative medicine. So when, even when we're thinking about things like this, we can't have judgment over the thoughts that we have and the beliefs that we have just because there's other people that don't think that. And some of us walk around. Some of us mm-hmm. walk around feeling in their, you know, at their home, they're very confident and comfortable in the things that they believe in, but then they go out into the world and their friend groups and they don't want to say anything. They're ashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they don't, they, people, they, everybody does that. And that's where we're seeing the disconnect. That's where we're seeing people have different lives in their inner circle and their outer circle. And it's up to everyone individually to see those differences and to just get really tired of wearing that false mask, right? That's really, you know, the, the spiritual journey is really the unraveling of this mask that we're wearing. And when it comes to the spiritual journey, there needs to be a removal of this judgment from that. That's how we're going to start to remove these 10 of swords out of our body, one sword at a time. That's how we're going to be able to make really clear decisions with clear intention and zero judgment. And those Mm -hmm. decisions are going to work snap, snap, snap for us, right? They're not going to come back and beat us in the ass. Um, So I think, you know, if we're to find, we're to pull this hairpin card even more, you know, I'm going to have to think of something else. But Mm -hmm. I think think it's important for us to, every time we look at these cards, to really dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And sometimes that involves us looking at things that we just don't want to look at. And our own judgment and resentment towards things is definitely one of them. Absolutely. Talk about it. Like, the other thing with the Hierophant too that's coming up for me, and especially with everything that you just said, it's like, when we think about doing that work sometimes right that guidance of the hierophant is saying get new friends (laughs) right Mm -hmm. sometimes it's saying this is not the right this is not the right reflection for you sometimes that's it sometimes it's you need to be showing up more authentically in this conversation and these are you know these are still people that you can have in your life but sometimes you just got to cut them loose you know and if they're ready they can come find you but when we look around and we're ashamed of the thoughts in our side of our head and we, we want to keep them from the people that so quote unquote love us, right? What we're doing is we're essentially saying I'm, I am receiving conditional love. And if I were to share this, that condition, those, that social condition, that social contract would be broken. And therefore I will, I will not be loved anymore in some capacity. Right. And so working on that self-worth, working on that authenticity, the lovers aspect, right? That needs to be present there alongside the hierophant. And I, I say alongside the hierophant because it's like our body, our highest self, our essence, right? Our ancestors and spirit are the, the hierophant, right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you listen to them, all of them, right? If you listen to all three and you, you know, you did have a little counsel within yourself and you like weighed it all out, right? That's the Hierophant. Like you wouldn't have made some of the, a lot of the choices that you made. You would be mm-hmm. in a much different place. But the fact is that we aren't, we don't, we're not supposed to quote unquote, we shove those, we shove those perspectives down. And I, I think that that in and of itself can be the Hierophant. And the Hierophant absolutely can look outside of us, like finding that guidance outside of us through some, you know, sort of personal guru. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay too. But I think that we have more responsibility than that. Like, I don't want us to be like, oh, the Hierophant. And then that just means I have to look to somebody else. It's like, no, you need to look to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, ask body is like, get inside yourself, get in there. And then like, because what was our book this month, right? The body keeps the score. No, that was first month. That was the last Sorry. month. Yeah, yeah, That's that okay. was last month. Excuse me, misspoke. The body keeps the score, right? Trauma lives in the body. 
trauma lives in there. A lot of access to our hidden cycles of self-sabotage that are rooted in trauma are going to be living in the body. They're going to be living in our ancestral landscape. And let's and... not forget that <laughs> card that you pulled as body, right? The mm-hmm. depth of that card is to really get in touch with your body. The imagery on that card is a jaguar, you guys. And, you know, the symbolism of really that is the strengthening of that relationship in which you manifest that spirit relationship where you're using that energy and you're working with it and you're strengthening it and you manifest what you want. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it is so important and we can start to heal the way we could start to heal intergenerational trauma. If you haven't, you know, if that's something that you're interested in and you don't really know what it is, you know, we've given you a ton of resources and people to look up for to do that. But a lot of the ways that we could start to break down these towers that still exist from the generations who come before us where they did not have the time on this realm to work out their maladaptive cycles and their tendencies, we feel those energy blockages in our body. It's just Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, we're distracted in our own shit to feel where those energy are is pinpointing or we judge and we explain it away we we judge ourselves out of understanding yes because of you know what we've been told how we've been raised you know you shut down your emotions be tougher be tough you know all of these things and and here we are again finding ourselves you know realizing all of this stuff again the lovers self-worth it all like that all of that information all of that taught stuff is all fine and well but at the end of the day we have to sit and accept with ourselves and know that our unconditional loving relationship with ourselves is going to help us on this journey of really executing on our self-worth and, and I that really, we deserve it absolutely because what is the de- what is the definition of unconditional love unconditional love is unconditional loving- <laughs> Unconditional. Unconditional (laughs) love is loving someone or something without judgment, without reservations, no matter what they've done, said, did. And you know what? A lot of y'all are so hard on yourselves that y'all be judging what you thought about 10 minutes ago. How many did I, how many people did I just call out? Words like, (laughs) raise your hand if you felt personally victimized by (laughs) what I just said. But for real, like it's that easy. And a lot of us go through our days and we don't realize these negative self-talking, the judgment, all of that stuff, it all comes down to how we Mm -hmm. see ourselves in that mirror. And if you guys aren't looking at the visuals of these cards, you definitely should because they're the reason why we use all of this symbolism and we bring it all together that we can wrap it up in a nice little package and put a beautiful bow on it for you so that y'all can see the messages that we are really trying to send because you know, a lot of us really look in the mirror and we hate what we see. A lot of us go through our self-healing journey and we have this view on the outside of what we're trying to project right on social media of this happy, healthy person who's doing it, who's going through it. Every, you know, we're going through a really tough time. We have to remember that everybody's going through a tough time and a lot of us live with this competitive nature and we don't even realize it. So we're hurting on the inside, but still trying to compete to see who's handling this situation better than the other. No. If that's how you live and stop it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. stop that right now, because that is judgment, right? And you, Mm -hmm. you find yourself hating yourself even more. And we, there, that unconditional love, we have to start to find ourselves forgiving ourselves for the things that have happened to us and that we've maybe done to other people and we've done to ourselves. We have to be able to find this forgiveness for ourselves and getting really clear on, on what it is that we want is the very first step. Oh, sorry about that noise there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, right, what does this mean? Like, what does this look like in as far as like, how this work actually could be done, right? Like, I think we've already touched on some very tangible strategies. And I think you just broke a few down. But like, on the third, how many days is that from now? Two? Oh, actually, it's Monday now. So So it's today. (laughs) Oh, it's literally today. Today's the third. Yes. Okay, great. So, so today, today is the vanishing moon, right? So if you're if we're thinking tangibly about what this looks like, today, we have the vanishing moon, the last quarter moon in Aquarius, right? So 
I opened up my astrology book here and the fixed quality of Aquarius is that it's assertive, independent, progressive, analytical, original and inventive, but it has strong dislikes and firm opinions, right? So when we're thinking about what work we need to do, what does that work look like? Literally tonight is the perfect time if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out, which like be the real ones, um, <laughs> get yourself a little journal, right? Get yourself a little journal, write down a little journal. Maybe you have a book of shadows because you've been with us and you've been working. I don't know. If you do take it out, right? And ask yourself, right? What firm opinions, what judgments, what structural lenses have I, have I been carrying? Have I been seeing my life, myself, my world, other people through and that I need to let go of, right? What judgments do I need to let go of? And I think tonight is the perfect time to write those things down. And I don't know, what do we want to do? Burn them? I'm like, let's do, Mm -hmm. let's do a little banishing, right? Like, let's take advantage. Yes, tonight would definitely be a great night for a banishing ritual. The reason why is because we're letting things go, right? And also, let's not forget that Aquarius is the ruler of our dreams, right? So in Aquarius season earlier this year, we were really trying to tap into our dreams, try to gain any messages, whether it was in our daydreams or our night dreams. Today's definitely the same day to do that. So pay attention to the energy over the next couple of days and the messages. You know, I definitely want to key back into the Ten of Swords card that we had because that card is really prevalent when we're ignoring the signs that the universe is trying to send us, right? It's kind of like the, we've gotten to this point where we've succeeded, but there's still work to be done. That's why we haven't leveled up, right? So let's mm-hmm. make sure that we're keying all into, into all of these things, all of the energy right let's use this Taurus energy to our advantage this month and slow down until the 20th before we start having fun in Gemini season on the 21st right let's let's use this opportunity to slow down and really get acquainted with ourselves pay attention to the messages so we can really act on these two of wands and be really clear with these decisions that we're making yes yes and right so we do that that's our focus this evening in two days, the astronomical Beltane is happening, right? And so we think about Festival of Fire, and it's mm-hmm. a holiday of growth and expansion, right? Part of that banishing is letting shit that and like tower energy, right? Residual. <laughs> yeah. Um, like let that shit burn down, right? Let it burn up in flames. So Beltane is a perfect opportunity to check in with yourself and say, hey, remember, I'm trying to do this work, right? How can I do a little bit more? Right. That's where some of that more, some more of that energy, it's being carried through, right? Everything that Chloe just said, you're getting extra days of cosmic support to like do that work. So don't, don't, it's not a one day process. It's not even like a one month or one year or whatever. It's a lifetime process. Right. But like, if we're thinking about when you have a little extra push, a little extra support, a little extra like snuggle from the cosmos, Mm -hmm. it's being carried through. So, and then you have the new moon right after on the 11th. Yeah. So we, Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys have all of the reasons to really embrace all of this, you know, like love. And let's not forget, you know, Beltine is also associated with the heart chakra. So if the message, the message for this reverse lover's card is not hitting clear enough for you to embark on some self-worth exercises, some journaling practices, you know, getting involved in our shadow worksheets and our Sunday reflection sheets. We're going to be working a lot with the inner child this month because quite frankly, it's the work that the collective needs. So Mm -hmm. we're here for y'all. We're here spitting truths day in and day out. You don't want to make, you don't want to miss this stuff. You guys, you you don't, there's too much growth to be had. There's too much. (laughs) There's too much what? Too much growth to be had. Yeah. Word. There really is right. Whole new world. Like we need to be inviting, right. It's only through this work that we can change our lives. If there's anything that you are unhappy with within yourself, within your life, right, on a very, like, tangible level, this work needs to happen in order for those things to happen. Mm -hmm. So, like, we live in a society that treats symptoms, not root causes. We're working on root causes. So just remember, like, the ripple effect that things have, right? Mm -hmm. If If you want to be 
you know, waking up, like if I say to you, picture your ideal life, right? Wake up in that life and walk me through what your morning looks like. Right. And you're like jetting off somewhere to be like, I don't know, a translator for crisis intervention. It's very specific. I don't know. (laughs) And that's not your life. Right. That doesn't like a lot of us are like, oh, that's not my life too late it's like well no it's not <laughs> like that's the thing right well I, then I'd have to learn whatever language then I'd have to do this and I have to do that okay so do, is that really your dream life or not or right? even, because it even might not be it pays the bills it pays the bills and that's why we stay right right even if that's something to look at too and a lot of people don't real don't want to don't a lot of people don't want to talk about that they I'll talk about talk it about, <laughs> they don't want to talk about how the job that they have that they hate pays the bills but they're willing to put finances over their self-worth let's Mm -hmm. have that conversation Mm -hmm. and (laughs) And I'm going through that right now right do it (laughs) not that not that my I don't hate my job I just want to be clear I think being a teacher is an is important I think um we have a responsibility as educators to show up in a specific way and I'm I feel proud to say that for the most part you know I feel like I've shown up that way and that's it's not that I hate it but I do think that it doesn't like make my soul happy the way other things might and I think um and so I'm currently interviewing for a job in a different field and I will be making if I get this job I do intend to take it you know talk to my person and they're like we'll make it work and you know I have support whatever but not whatever I'm very thankful for that but (laughs) it's not the point the point is that I'm faced with this opportunity, this option, right? This Mm -hmm. two of wands (laughs) is, I think, to me, put on a platter for this 10 of wands is behind it being like, ask them what they want to do. It's like, go get me the intel, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. are they letting me go? Are they evolving? Or are they going to stick with me? You know, it's like, ask her, tell tell your friend I like them, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) type stuff. And so now I have to say, okay, this job, I know, I feel like I haven't been as happy as I could be. I feel like I don't feel as aligned to my truest self as I could be. Um, but it pays the bills, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm good at it, right? That's the other thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, or go into this new field that I have to start lower in. You know, I don't have the same resume anymore as far as, like, opportunity as entry points like I have to start it on the ground floor and work my way up you know and work my way into a position where I could be the best asset possible but it's in the field that I want that I feel like is authentic to me but here's the other part right I'm going I would be making literally a little bit less than half of what I make now so it's going to be a really hard transition and a lot of things are going to have to change mm-hmm. like a lot, you know, and I think I've decided that it's worth it to me, you know, and that's a very literal position. And I think I was pushed by, you know, the work that we do and the fact that I just happened to have been on a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, a quote unquote free agent. Um, and I, I have to be real with myself and say, you know, if that wasn't the case, would I have done what I did? Would I have put myself in a position to be even on this interview process right now? If I'm being honest with myself, I don't know if I would have, right? And I think that's the thing that we need to be honest with ourselves about and need to work on because why not? Because it's scary, because I don't want to struggle. Like what would be really the reason? And a lot of times, like you said, it comes down to that self-worth of, what if I'm not good enough and then I just ruined my whole career? You know, what if I don't make it and then enter, enter worry, you know, and uh, that all stems mm-hmm. back to that self-worth. So I guess to use myself as a, as a literal example, um, we need to be honest with ourselves about those, those limiting beliefs um, and where they stem from. Bravo. What we are, I'm not willing to do. 
So proud of you. And, you know, I'm really glad that you took the time to share your, you know, what you're going through right now with everybody, because, you know, that's so important. And I feel like a lot of us are, especially, you know, now, especially in a society where, you know, it's just okay, I feel like for people to talk about things out in the open. And it's and especially here from the beginning, you know, we've always been spitting the truth and talking about things that people don't really want to talk about. But being in a position where you're following your dreams, but the income is less, people find themselves ashamed to talk about stuff like that, because Mm -hmm. the society that we live in is the complete opposite, right? You know, people don't want to talk, people want to make money, but they're not necessarily willing to sacrifice all of the things that they need for the money and the, and the personal fulfillment to be one in one, one in the same, right? You know, a lot of times we find ourselves sacrificing our personal, our personal relationship with ourself, our personal relationship, you know, with, with money, just so we can have a couple more dollar bills on the side. And the reality is, is for a lot of us, that doesn't make us happy. Um, And, you know, I'm glad that you brought all of that up because, you know, if anybody is in that situation right now where they find themselves put, you know, put up against a wall where they're, they're, they're being, they're put in a position where they need to decide what's going to fulfill them and, you know, just cover the bandaid. Right. Um, you know, we're going to be put to the test this month. We've got retrogrades. Okay. And the reason why that's going to be so important for us to solidify is because we've got retrogrades this month. Okay. We are already in Pluto retrograde, the ruler of our shadow self. If you already haven't felt the energy of these things coming up, maybe from a long time ago, things maybe like cyclical cycles and tendencies and negative self-talk, maybe that you put away is coming back. You know, this, we're going to be in this till October. So be prepared to have that balance and use this Taurus energy now to really ground yourself in these rituals that are going to be able to help you compensate with that energy. We have Saturn's retrograde coming up, you guys, on May 23rd. And Saturn doesn't necessarily have the best rep, right? The reason why it's the ruler of responsibility and structure and discipline is because it makes us act out so that we can actually see how we need to change in our inner responsibility and our inner structures and our inner disciplines. Um, You know, Saturn's never really had a great rep amongst cultures throughout the world. You can see that it often symbolizes pessimistic outlooks and encourages, you know, severance and, um, severity and envy and shyness so you know in your situation you could like personally for you heather like you could absolutely fall into that with the situation Mm -hmm. that you're in but bravo to you for finding that your personal fulfillment is more important than what society deems as successful you know and we need to be very you're welcome and we need to be very careful too because mercury retrograde is coming up right Mm -hmm. after that on the 29th so when we're talking about the lovers card especially in reverse make sure that not just communication with other people right you know mercury is the ruler of all kinds of communication but you know with the lovers card in the in the reverse i think this is a real opportunity for us to key into the miscommunications that happen within ourselves let me say it again this is the perfect opportunity for us to really establish the miscommunication that happens within ourselves so that we can start to really caress and and really soothe these miscommunications and these misinterpretations that we have that might be coming from leftover anger, hate, resentment. And we can start to respond in a way that's that's, you know, who we want to be, who, you know, who are all alignment self, who we visualize ourselves to be when we're visualizing our day. You know, that's what we want to get amped up about this month. So bravo to you, Heather. I'm so proud of you for using mm. all of these things to have that outlook. And it's really easy Thank to you. fall into pessimistic ways. But, you know, again, it, it falls back on your support system and and, the, mm-hmm. and and holding yourself accountable and using your resources and at the end of the day, putting yourself first, which is, you know, what we're really talking about here this month. So snaps to you, girl. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. I'm so sorry, but I was holding that in for so long. <laughs> Thank you so much, honestly, because it is really hard, right? And you think about like, the thing I used to say to myself, right, was like, people sacrifice to get me here, how dare I think that my happiness is more important than the sacrifices that they've made. But it's like, why did they make those sacrifices so that I could be 
in a better position than they were right Mm -hmm. and it's like well who says that this isn't a better position and that's the question right that's the question that I needed to have an answer to and what I realized was it wasn't me I don't say I don't say that (laughs) so um yeah and I think part of what's helpful for all of us is that Pluto is also in retrograde Mm-hmm. And it's in retrograde for six months from it started in April, right? I forget exactly the date, but um, mid to late April, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So late April, right? It just started. Um, as you go through these other retrogrades, right? With Saturn in retrograde, I think it's just beautiful union, right? We're so fortunate at this time because, I mean, unless we're not trying to do the work and then we're going to feel very <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> but if you're going to have a tough time. Right? Yeah, you're gonna have a really tough time. You're gonna feel like the world is crashing down on you and nobody understands you and you're not doing anything right. I mean, it's just what I think. But if you are doing the work, right, I think there's this beautiful harmony in it because Pluto rules the underworld, right? It's it's about our spirit. It's about it's about our sense of self and our subconscious and the illusions that we create for ourselves. And it's a time where our shadow feels freer to speak. And Saturn's retrograde and Mercury's retrograde are both going to act like mirrors, right? Because they're, they're, they're offering a reflection to our mirror self of how it should, it should manifest some of these um, maybe broken habits, coping mechanisms, et cetera, how they're going to manifest much more clearly, right? So when we're thinking about in Saturn's retrograde, um, complemented by Pluto's retrograde, I think it's going to be like the shadows triggered by something that we haven't been acknowledging and it's going to speak up. And if it's about, um, you know, Saturn's responsibilities, structures, disciplines, if it has anything to do with that, it's going to be amplified. Right. And so you might have an embarrassing situation happen. You might have to eat a little humble pie or whatever, but I think it's going to have a clearer representation of what you need to work on. Um, and that's really cool. Cause I'm like, give me the most direct feedback possible. I don't want any room for interpretation. Like what I got to do, <laughs> you know, right. And with Mercury, point, it's the I'm, same I thing. Don't want no fluff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm here to do it. So like, let's not make it hard. <laughs> um, and this, it's going to be like, here's your sign, you know, and with, during Mercury's retrograde, it's about how you communicate, how you communicate in every single way with money, with others, with your, with your people, you know, with yourself, all of that communication, it's going to be, um, exaggerated you know, as far as where, when it's coming from the shadow, at least. Um, and that's thanks to Pluto's retrograde. So <laughs> buckle in, buckle in, but also the landscape is ripe for growth. Yes. The, the soil the, is fertile. <laughs> yes. The soil is fertile and, you know, we have sowed the seas and we've been preparing for this, right? We've been preparing for this all year. We've been talking about these things and preparing for it. So if you're listening right now and you're finding yourself resonating with a lot of the things that we've talked about, you are in the right place. I always say that you're in the right place at the right time and you have the support that you need. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to activate that throat chakra a little bit and really put into the universe what you need and what your soul needs and what your inner child needs, you know, claim it, right? It's all important. So, you know, we're here for you. We, I don't really have anything else to say, but I'm here for you. Right. Same. Yeah. And I guess I just, I'll wrap it up with, we have right being in uh, Taurus season, earth sign, right? So we have some earth energy working with us. But our spread indicates a lot of air and some fire as well. Um, you know, actually, yeah, two air, the lovers is an air card, 10 of swords is an air card. And, you know, two of wands is obviously a fire card. So we have, you know, earth, we have Taurus energy supporting us through the Hierophant um, and, and just <laughs> that we're in Taurus as it happens. Um, so we really need to learn how to tamper the fire and the sharpness of our thoughts and our quick responses. Um, and we're giving, we're being given the slow support and multiple opportunities mm-hmm. that we may need, but not enjoy going through. And I think we just have to remember to stay grateful for that because right. Like every day is a blessing. If we want to be real about it, every day is a blessing. Like you're alive, you're here and you have the option to do better today. 
Absolutely. And it might not work out, but you'll have the option again tomorrow. And Pluto, Saturn, and Mercury are going to make sure of it. <laughs> so, right. yeah. So I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. And and don't forget, too, if you, I know we don't need an excuse and a day to really work this energy, but our new moon this month is in Taurus. So if you needed a little extra grounding energy... Um, in the midst of all this air and fire, definitely look out for May 11th because you can definitely set some grounding new intentions to help you along your journey with all of the stuff that we're realizing and we're working through as we start to approach these retrogrades. Yes, 100%. And if you found a little love, a little light in this episode, if you feel like you can relate, you have a game plan, you know what you're working on with your shadow work, let us know like we want to hear from you guys so you can find us on instagram and stuff and i'll put all of that in the show notes um but yeah reach out uh maybe join the shadow collective we'd love to have you um but regardless thank you so much for being here you could have been anywhere else and you spent your time and energy with us and like chloe said um there's a reason for that so you know we're on this journey together and we look forward to continuing it with you guys We want to thank all of our supporters who've cheered us on in building and creating for this amazing and insightful community. We love creating and sharing this space with you. If you'd like to continue to see and hear more from us, please support the Shadow Collective on Patreon, where we offer three affordable tiers of all exclusive TSC content, live streams, interviews, educational graphics, resources, and more. We also post daily on our Instagram at shadowcollective underscore official. Give our personal accounts a follow at at collectivelychloe underscore and at heatherholistically underscore to see what we're up to on a day-to-day basis. Last but not least, please feel free to check out our personal business pages. Heather's website is www.heatherholistically.com and my website is www.plantsbycloe.com where you can check out our terror services, blogs, shops, and more. Check out our socials for updates as well. Until next time, in healing, abundance, and light. Ashe.